and welcome back to the Basic Bible Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Thompson, and joining me once again, far to my left, in a socially distanced... Are we stuck? I think so. Right? Looks like it. Yeah. Uh, is uh, Dayton Bennett. Dayton, welcome back again. It's good to be here. Now, it's the gap between the first time you're here and the second time you're here is quite large, but now between the second and third has only been a week. So, I don't know if you're improving... Or we felt safer this time. I think I just talk a lot. That's probably it. Yeah. We'll go. So, all right. Well, we're talking about, uh, for a second week, Christian entrepreneurship or a Christian perspective on entrepreneurship. And uh, last week, we, we started talking about that and then uh, realized we had completely gone off script and didn't actually cover any of the things we really wanted to cover. But I thought it was a good week anyway. So we're, we're back taking a second crack at this and see how this goes. So, uh, Dayton, let's, let's just review a little bit. Um, what do we mean by entrepreneurship? So entrepreneurship, from the perspective um, that we're talking about today, is creating opportunity or creating value and um, impacting the lives around you in a positive way. Yeah. Um, again, like going back to like the business world's definition, it's just somebody who takes a risk and works for themselves or uses their own resources in order to generate profit. We kind of took that and looked at it from the biblical perspective, using the gifts and talents that God has given you yeah. to better your community, better your family, better the, the, the right. world around you, while also hopefully being profitable as well, right? right? We talked a little bit about that. Too. You know, what, what's remarkable about that is this idea of impacting the community. If the community doesn't want what you're selling, it's not going to work. Sure. So it, it kind of works both ways um, in that you're only going to be successful if you're going to help somebody else. If, right. if people don't think what you're, what you're selling or what you're providing is beneficial or helpful, it's not going to work. Yeah, and a lot of that is trusting God that, okay, if you put this inside of me right. and I'm going to focus on what you've given me, obviously for such a time as this, and you know, you don't have to work hard at selling it. You just have to work hard at being the best that you can be, and God's going to do the heavy lifting. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, let me ask you that again. We're going to go off script a little bit here. Just <laughs> pop in my head. Um, should everyone be an entrepreneur? Oh, um. Yes. In what sense? If if we are believing that entrepreneurship is taking the skills and the talents that God has given you using them to better the world around you. Everybody should do that. Yeah. Now, should everyone be a vocational entrepreneur? Right. Probably not. Yeah. Some of us are hardwired and our brains work in a way where it's like, you know what? I bring value to somebody else by working for them. Right. And I'm a wonderful second in command. I'm a wonderful manager. I am wonderful this, that, or the other. That might be what God has given you, but you can still be entrepreneurial. Right. But... For those of you who are like, I would like to vocationally be an entrepreneur, it is a lot of work. Yeah. It is a lot of risk. It takes a lot out of you, and it takes a lot of faith and trusting in God. It is not for everybody. Right. But those of you that step into that, it is so rewarding. Yeah. So I, I don't feel called to be an, an entrepreneur in the sense that I don't want my own business. Um, I would probably make a horrible, horrible manager, <laughs> um, and I would go bankrupt very quickly. But I do love what I do. I, you know, I'm a teacher, and with and, and this job gives me the opportunity, I believe, to use my creative abilities in the classroom. Um, I'm working for somebody else, 
but um, I'm still, in some sense, trying to be creative. And I, and I found you know that there are other outlets you know, such as this podcast. I was gonna say this this podcast is very entrepreneurial. Maybe not book again. It's not. It's book, not it's making not me any money here, right? But... You're not bringing in like oodles and oodles of money. If I don't know if you make any money at no, all. No, no, we don't make any money. But what it is is okay. I but join our Patreon. We, don't have Patreon <laughs> we should work on that. Yeah. Hey, all right. Anyway, um, but you know this is something that God has given you a talent for, and it's something you've enjoyed. We talked about that last right. time. And when you put those two things together, yeah. it's impacting the lives of people around you. This is an entrepreneurial endeavor, even if you're not trying to make you know, a buttload of money. I wouldn't mind buttload of money, hey. or e- even just any other load of money. <laughs> But if you want to send your gift, send your love gift to no. Um, we don't make any money off this, and and I don't know if I want to set up. I thought about that, uh, just to cover costs maybe. But um, I get to do what I like to do. Get to talk to people that are fun and interesting, and and, and date sometimes. Um, but uh, so let's let's talk more about uh, entrepreneurship in a vocational sense. Um, what are and this is really where we went off the tracks last week. But I do want to talk about some 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 biblical principles uh, for the Christian to consider when entering into a vocational entrepreneurship uh, role. So tell us, what, what does the Bible have to say? What are some guiding principles? Um, I think it's important to understand that there are entrepreneurs in the Bible. Yeah. So there are, I have a um, uh, kind of, just a short list, even of some um, New Testament people um, so many of the apostles ran fishing businesses. Yeah. And so we actually see that, like, even after Jesus' death, what did they do? They went back to their businesses. Right. Like, so this is something they had started. Um, Matthew was a tax collector as an independent. Right. Tax, you know, they were independent-run businesses. Now, that An does, independent contract. Correct. Yeah. And that does provide us an opportunity. There are healthy ways to do businesses Right. There are maybe some not healthy ways to do businesses yeah. as well, right? So we don't want to be tax collectors. And that's a really that's a that's a fascinating. You know, basically they were um, the the New Testament concept of tax collector. Why they were so hated is because they were collecting taxes and something on top of that. Yeah. Um, and that would be their salary, basically what they what they brought in like a commission almost. Sure. Um, of course, the problem is there. You know, you <laughs> could easily take advantage of that, and that's how. Many of them active, but yeah, go, go ahead. Go yeah, ahead. we'll talk about that yes. a little bit later too. Good. Um, Paul was a tent maker, right? right? Um, Luke practiced medicine. Yep. We believe to be independently. Um, Lydia sold um, purple, 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 right? Linen, I was going to say purple linen. It was there's a little bit of uh, discretion. We we don't know a whole lot about. Yeah, that. right. But. but so we see these people who were entrepreneurs, but were also well, Matthew. But were God honoring and, right. and use their talents and their abilities in a way that provided funds for them to do this. So, so we see that you can be entrepreneur and God honoring vocationally. Yeah. Um, now we also see that there are things that you should and shouldn't do, and this is really what my the the book that I'm working on um, kind of dives into. I'm exegeting the Proverbs um, and looking at scriptures, just just good practices. We know that the yeah. book of Proverbs is not promises. We know that it is right. not. I'm staking my life on this verse, and this is my mantra. And that, that's and really important when it comes to this topic, because there is no guaranteed successful formula to be the entrepreneur. There, there's some things that are going to help you and things that are going to hurt you, but there's no guarantee in any of this. Exactly. And, and what that all falls on is I'm just trusting God that he's going to be the one that carries me through this. I'm just going to be faithful right. to that. 
Um, and so we see in the book of Proverbs, I mean, it, it, it took me weeks, and I still have not even mm. gone through all of the verses that could apply to a business owner yeah. and really work into that favor. So um, I've highlighted a couple that I will share with you. Um, Proverbs ten sixteen says that the wages of the righteous is life, but the earnings of the wicked are sin mm. and death. And so, um, you know, Proverbs, I love the book of Proverbs. It's got a lot of, like, the righteous this, the sinful this, or, you know, so the, right. the wise or the <laughs> foolish. Lots of really easy comparisons that we can say, you know what, I need to focus on this. I need to work on this area. So when money is made by those who are in sync with God's plan and purpose, it grows the kingdom. Right. Okay, you see that. However, but when money is made by people who focus only on themselves, that money becomes unimpactful. And so this is a really easy parallel for us to make. If I am making money by focusing on what God has for me or focusing on my gifts, my talents, like we talked about last yeah. week, the money that I make has the ability to be impactful right? because I'm going to be honoring God with it. However, if I'm just going off on this venture and saying, I'm going to make money how I want to make it, I'm going to do it my yeah. way, and I'm focusing on me, 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 the money that I make is going to do diddly squat. Right. Okay? And so we know that that money is not going to be furthering the kingdom. So, case in point, something to pull from this verse, if you want the money that you're making to be impactful, you also need to be focusing on living a righteous life and doing right. so. Um, Proverbs 14.30, a heart at peace gives life to the body, but envy rots the bones. A lot of times in business, we focus on what other people have. We get so caught up, and I want what they're yep. doing, or I'm yep. going to copycat their business because they're, they're seeing success, but right. so I'm going to do it too. What that does is is it creates unrest in our spirits. It literally forces us into a position where we are working so hard to do something we were not called to do. Yeah. So this verse is a huge red flag. We shouldn't be focusing on what other people are doing. We should allow our hearts, allow our lives to be at peace, and we do that by finding ourselves within the will of God. Um, That's just a kind of a, a cheap form of plagiarism. You know, sure, yeah. You're ripping off someone else's creativity, what God has already done. Uh, and, and trying to piggyback off of that to make a quick point. Absolutely. And, you know, again, part of that goes into there are so many people in the balloon industry, even in this area, every single day I go on the Facebook Marketplace and I see people who are doing balloon arches and doing balloon columns and they're selling them for $25 and $50. Now, I, tr I sell my, my balloon arch for $300. Hmm. That's a big deal. And there are people who are saying, I can do that for 75 bucks. Well, you can... But A, you're not making any money. <laughs> right. And B, um, you know, they're, what they're trying to do is they're like, I see people being successful and I want to do that too. But they're really hurting themselves in the long run as opposed to I'm going to take the time to learn how to do it well. I'm going to take the time to be mentored. I'm going to take the time to invest into that and then also be able to make money that I can provide for my family or right. I can do other things with. So again, they're working, 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 working. <laughs> and not actually seeing any of that blessing come yeah. to them. Um, so there is a good way to do it and a not-so-good way. Um, so when we get caught up focusing on what other people are doing, it can right. hurt us. Proverbs 14, 11, um, 24 to 25, one person gives freely, yet gains even more. Another withholds unduly, but comes to poverty. A generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. This is my big reason for wanting to grow my business. I do not just want to put food on my, excuse me, on my own table. I want to put food on the table of others. Right. Um, so we are called to be streams. 
we have water coming in, we have water coming out. We are not meant to be a dam where the water ends with us and we just collect and collect and collect and collect. And so when we give freely, we open ourselves up to be blessed by God in other areas. Part of that in business is giving up your time, your talent, and your treasure. And so understanding, okay, I have extra time. I can go do this job pro bono. It doesn't cost me anything. I can go and take pictures with their event because I believe in what they're doing. This just happened to me yesterday. I was willing to do Mm. this. And um, I took photos in that event and ended up being blessed by them. So I was willing to do it for free. They blessed me. But the opportunities that I saw from that, I connected with two other businesses that said, we love the photos that you're taking. We want you to come to our events and we'll hire Mm. you to do so. That's just giving of my time, and God then blesses that. Giving of your talents, things that you're great at, things that you enjoy doing, and then also giving of your treasure, making sure that you're tithing, making sure that you're being generous of those things. I do not give freely of my business to every single charity. I I get so many requests. Can you donate this? Well, yes, but that and. Can you you give us free balloons? Can you come in and do this for free? And I can honestly stand before them and say, you know what? I would love to help you. I can do a little bit for you. I can do this, that, or the other. But we already have this organization and this organization and this right. group and this that we donate to. And these are the ones that we've selected because they resonate with us. Yeah. And so, like, people see, okay, they are doing work in the community. And that not only honors God, but as a business owner, that makes you appealing to people. Right. Oh, man, if I support them, I know they're helping this organization yeah. and this one and that one. And so there, if, if you give freely you will be amazed at how much more pours into your life and into your business. And again, this verse is not, I'm not going to say it's not canon, it's in the Bible, but it is not the be-all, end-all, right? Right. Like it is not making this my mantra, but this is a truth that we see. If I give, I'm going to be blessed. Um, The last one I want to highlight, this is one of my favorite ones, um, Proverbs 16, 1 through 3. To humans belong the plans of the heart, but from the Lord comes the proper answer of the tongue. All a person's ways seem pure to them, but motives are weighted by the Lord, or weighed by the Lord, I'm sorry. Commit to the Lord whatever you do, and he will establish your plans. And so the author is describing the difference between plans that we ordain ourselves and plans that are ordained by God. In fact, when we make our plans, we think that we're pure. Like, yes, I know this is the best thing that I can do, and this is what I want to do. And we make the best call that we can with the resources in front of us. Yeah. But what we have to understand is we are talking about the creator of the universe who sees things that we don't see, who sees the resources that we don't have, who can orchestrate everything. So even though we make the best plan in the world with what we have, it still is pale in comparison to what God has for us. Right. Sounding kind of Calvinistic there. Oh, my goodness gracious. I'm going to bring you over at some point. I'm I'm on the fence. but we're no, we no longer operate in our own best desires. We seek to honor him more than anything. And right. when we do that, that is when our plans are ordained. You know, there's a the verse in the Bible, seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these things will be bestowed right. onto you. Well, once I start seeking the kingdom of God, I'm no longer seeking self. Exactly. I'm no longer looking for, I want the best car. I, want the, I teach this to my kids and my students. Yep. You don't want the best car in the world. You don't want the best house. You don't want the best this, that, or the other. When you seek the kingdom of God first, God can freely give you those things yeah. because it aligns with and his that's, will. And that's so important because, you know, we have this this heresy, this problem of a prosperity gospel. As mm. long as, you know, if you do X, Y, and Z, God is going to give you all the desires yep. of your heart, which is not what that Proverbs is talking about. Um, 
God will give you the desires of the heart, meaning he's going to give you new desires. Right. I mean, you know, when, when you align with his will, as you just said, it's a pleasure for God to give abundantly uh, because that already is what he wants to do. So it's not just a selfishness. It's not just a, I want the richest this and the, the, the but, but God is, when, when you are aligned with God, he's got something better for you. Absolutely. Um, that you can even imagine. Um, that right now maybe not even seem like it's, it's much, but um, God wants to abundantly bless His children with what is good for them. So yeah, that, that's, that's right. That's yep. a great point. And it's it it becomes so much less about making sure our plans are perfect, and a whole lot more about allowing God to guide the planning process. Right. And so you know it, that that's really what it is to be a Christian entrepreneur. You're 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 venturing out. You're doing something new something never been done before, or at least not done by you, right. and it's not, I have the perfect plan for this, and I'm going to do it X, Y, and Z, and I'm going to do it perfectly. It's, God, whatever comes up, right. I'm going to trust in you. Yeah. Whatever is thrown at me, I'm going to rely on you. Whatever obstacle stands in my way, I'm going to allow you to consider it with me, and I'm going to do this with you in tandem, hand in hand, side by side. That's Christian right. Amen. Well, that's, that's a great program right there. I didn't get any of that last week. But let me, uh, so let's, let me throw a different question out at you. Um, you know, we're talking about profit. And what we do, uh, profit is a, is a force in all of this. We, we do need to make money. Um, how do you avoid greed when in search for profit? Because I think we've kind of already hit this a little bit, but sure. I want to directly hit this. Yeah. So how do you avoid <laughs> greed but still want profit? Okay, so... The root of all evil is the love of money, right? right? Oh, gosh. We take that verse so out of context. Yeah. The love of money is the root of evil. But when you see that money is a tool, money is neutral. Money is whatever you impose yeah. upon it. So if my, again, this just goes back to aligning your will with what God has for you. If my desires are to benefit my community, to benefit my family, to benefit the world around me, to see other people succeed and to thrive outside of myself, if I have money, it's going to be spent on those things. Yeah. If my desires are for self-pleasure, self-gain, self-development, self-benefactory, like I want to be the best, like I want to have the best and I want to, to um, be the coolest and I want to be the one that everybody looks at and, oh, there's Dayton and he's got this, that, and the other and, you know, he's got the best car and the best camera, the best whatever. Well, my when I receive that money, it's not going to be fruitful. And so how do you combat greed? Well, really, you, I, I guess you intentionally pursue those opportunities that you have in order to make other people's lives better. So yeah. There's not a really good way to answer this question other than... That's why you're answering it. I know, exactly. Other than be confident and be intentional and have a plan for what you're going to do when you have that money. Yeah. So God will not give money to someone who does not have a plan for it. Yeah. Um, and so if I am asking God, I want to be rich, he's going to look at me and say, well, why am I going to make you rich? What are you going to do with it? And so that's where we see Whose a lot kingdom of, will be advanced Exactly, by right? And so, if, but even next year in my planning process, I have goals that are kingdom building. 
and they're factored in to my overall plans. I, I'll be honest, my goal for next year is $104,000 in sales. That's, mm. that's my goal. That will provide for my family, that will help us wipe some debt, that will advance the kingdom. And not only that, but it will give me discretionary income that we can use to do the things that we want to do. Yeah. Now, the things that we want to do are not all self-pleasure. It's, I would love to, you know, when kids camp comes around, I would love to sponsor a, a student to go to camp. Yeah. I would love to have money set aside when I hear of a missionary that is in need or they're going through something or a family all of a sudden has this terrible circumstance come up. My desire is to have money ready so we can say, you know what, absolutely. Right. So how do you combat greed? Greed is, I want to keep, I want to keep, I want to keep. It's a lack mentality. I don't know if I'm going to have enough, so I need to keep it to myself. Whereas opposed to a faithful or a um, fruitful mentality is, God, I'm going to give freely when the opportunity arises. Yeah. So allow me to be a vessel. Yeah. Um, but all of that just circles back to my will yeah. aligns with what God has for me. I, I'm not... I have this lack mentality. I'm keeping all the money in case I run out. God, you've given this to me. I'm going to freely give it to other yeah. people. It's like that, that that illustration of the stream. Now, if I become a dam, my water becomes stagnant. It gets the algae and the grossness on yeah. top. It's, it's icky water. Nobody wants to drink that. But a fresh mountain stream that has water constantly running is delightful to drink from. Right. And so, honestly, the easiest way to combat greed is to continue to give, continue to... Right be willing to do that, look for those opportunities to say, hey, God has blessed me, so I'm going to bless you. All right. Well, this has been a, a great episode. We're, we're going to wrap it up here. Uh, but we could even go even further. Um, you mentioned debt. I think it would be an interesting podcast just to just talk about debt. Because debt isn't always a negative thing or an evil thing. It could be. Um, and there's some, you know, a lot of different parables Jesus taught. Maybe we'll do a part three sometime. Love that. Um, but let's let's talk about some recommended resources because you've got a whole bunch of books right here, and so uh, let's let's talk about those. And uh, just language warning here: we're yeah, gonna say so a bad you, word. If you've got kids around, I'm just gonna give you. I'll start with that one right now, and that way you can you can hop back up. Um, so in terms of money and business and things like that, I'm gonna give you the vocational ones first. Um, so uh, Jen Sincero has a book um, called "You're a Badass." Um, but they also have one that's titled, You Are a Badass at Making Money. In this book, they talk about something called the universal intelligence, which is the creator of the world. Reading this as a Christian, we know that's God. And so a lot in this book is understanding that you were created for a purpose. You have access to what the universal intelligence has created. Everything, we know that we were created with a purpose. We have access to what God has for us. So, amazing book. I'm only halfway through it, but I've like that only took me a day to get that far, and I just haven't been able to pick it up again. Um, the Motivation Manifesto um, by Brendan Burchard is amazing. If you are struggling, just taking that first step and finding motivation to do so, um, understanding like how to take control of your emotions and things like that. Um, if you are looking to actually start, like practically, I want to start a business. Um, there are two books that I would recommend. The first one is The Business Model Generation. Um, and it has got a bunch of different um, authors that went into it. But it talks about a business canvas. And this is actually what I used to teach 
mm. entrepreneurship when I was here at the school. In partnership with that, there's another book called The Lean Startup um, by Eric Rice, and that those two go hand in hand. Um, if you're looking to start a business, that's the easiest way to do it. You do it lean. Um, you don't invest all the money up front. It's a, it's a wonderful way to really you know dive into entrepreneurship without investing anything. The last one is um, about money management, and it's called The Richest Man in Babylon, and it is by um, George Samuel Classen. Um, again, it's a parable, it's a fable, it's not a yeah. real biblical story, but it's set in Bible times. There's a lot of mm. parallels, and they draw from that. Um, really good book. It's like $5 on Amazon. It's really good. It talks about tithing. It talks about investment. It talks about money management. All of these things are wonderful resources when it comes to understanding this is how I can manage yeah. money, this is how I can dive into business. And of course, I'm not going to go without mentioning scripture itself. Please, please, please make sure you understand the premise of God's blessings for you um, without falling into the trap like we talked about earlier, this prosperity gospel. God does have blessings for you laid out in the Bible. You can take hold of them, but you have to understand that he will do so when your will aligns with this. Well, thank you, Dayton. Thank all of you for listening. And uh, we will have to do a part three at some other time because um, there's so much more we can talk about and you seem excited to talk about it. I love this. So. This is amazing. All right. So, again, check us out. Uh, we'll have all of those links, all of those uh, links to those resources at our website, www.basicbiblepodcast.org, or check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Basic Biblecast, or, again, now on TikTok at Basic Bible Podcast. So check us out on all of those. And uh, join us back next week. Until then, have a good rest of your week.